It's time for High Plains Public Radio's weekly program, Growing on the High Plains. Here's Skip. This current onslaught of hot, dry weather has kept me outside in the heat and busier than I've ever been just trying to keep growing things alive. As I've set sprinklers, put timers on drip systems, and installed more soaker hoses, I've had lots of time to rethink some of my planted areas. I hauled out gardening books and went to the internet to read up on drought-tolerant perennials and was pleasantly surprised to find that I had already established many of the recommended choices. Here are a few of my plants that are making it through this desert-like dry spell. Let's start with a couple of taller plants that would work well in a back row of a perennial bed. Maidengrass is a great ornamental that provides a big clump of wavy grass throughout hot summer days and then tops it off in the fall with a seven-foot-tall plume of reddish tasseled seed heads that can provide color and texture throughout the winter. I also have had great response this year from the blue spirea I planted a few years ago. Botanically called Caryopteris, it's a deciduous shrub that eventually grows to a three to four foot size. This plant does it all, provides silvery gray foliage, fragrant blue flowers, and a haven for butterflies during late summer and into autumn. And it gets by on just a few sips of water as opposed to some of the heavy drinkers in other parts of my garden. If you long for other blooms, try some moonbeam coreopsis that sports thin, thread-like foliage and tiny yellow flowers that look like miniature daisies. Pair the coreopsis with purple coneflower, which contrasts in color and size of bloom. Echinacea, or coneflower, is a prairie plant that's just perfect for our hot, dry summers. And both of these plants have a long blooming period that extends well into autumn. One of my favorite hot weather plants looks and feels like it's wearing a fur coat, even when the thermometer tops out in triple digits. Stachys byzantina is best known as lamb's ears, and this term perfectly describes the silvery foliage that can frame the heights, textures, and colors of the taller or blooming plants. However, it will throw a lavender bloom stalk, which I usually trim out, keeping it a low grower that makes a great front edging for an easy care perennial bed. If you decide to incorporate drought-tolerant perennials in your landscape, be sure to do a little planning before you plant this fall. Group them together as it's easier to water like-minded plants with similar moisture needs. Start with good nutritious soil, but don't make the mix too rich. Many perennials that can take our heat and dryness come from areas of the world that aren't known for rich soils and lush foliage. Make sure the planting bed is well-drained so roots are not standing in waterlogged soil. Don't crowd the bed with too many plants, or you may wind up needing to water more instead of less. And realize that it takes at least a year for a perennial to establish a home, so they'll need more watering and weeding until they can get a healthy root system developed. If you keep these things in mind, you should be able to develop a garden of perennials that can make your life easier when the next dry time arrives. Some information used in this Growing on the High Plains story was found on the about.com website. Growing on the High Plains is a production of High Plains Public Radio. It's written and narrated by Skip Mancini and produced by the staff at HPPR. To listen to other Growing on the High Plains episodes, visit hppr.org.